Welcome to the Wednesday, September 1st edition of the Daily Wager podcast. Welcome to football month. We, ladies and gentlemen, have got you covered with a variety of action for tonight and into the weekend. It's the Tour Championship. So settle in and we'll get you set in up to 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Hello once again, boys and girls. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Alongside Tyler Folgem, I'm Joe Fortenball. Can you believe it's September already? Like, what happened to the summer months, dude? I mean, what happened to 2021? I mean, <laughs> we're almost ready to turn the channel uh, to 2022. But September means that officially it is football season, my friend. Yes, sir. And while it is football season, most of the football coverage on this podcast will be dedicated to tomorrow and Friday's shows, getting you set for everything you need to know with college and the pros. But since it's a daily podcast, we want to focus on what you can bet on tonight and anything you need to bet on in advance. We're going to get to some baseball in just a moment, but the tour championship set to get underway this weekend from East Lake Country Club in Atlanta, Georgia. Par 70, 7,346 yards with Dustin Johnson as your defending champion. Now, this is a 30-player field, and remember, there's staggered scoring. So when you're making wagers at your sportsbook, make sure you're better betting on either the staggered scoring or the non-staggered scoring, because this is not your traditional tournament. So with that in mind, Tyler, what are you looking at for the final event of the season before, I guess, the season starts up again, like next week or the following week? <laughs> yeah, um, we'll start with the best player in the world, John Rahm, right now. Um, if he finishes top five with the staggered scoring, you got to lay 180. I don't mind that, even though I don't like um, laying such a big number in golf. I'll make an exception for Rahm because he's just been amazing. Uh, top 10 in seven straight events. Um, and that includes the Memorial, which, of course, he had to withdraw, but he had a six-stroke lead going into Sunday, uh, which would have been, you know, four top fives in those seven events, two wins, if not for the WD. He's only had one round in his last 16 rounds played that has been over par, Joe, and that was a one over 71 in the opening round of the Open Championship, which he, uh, you know, finished top five there, I believe, certainly top 10. So John Rahm, top five. Uh, minus 180 if you want to take the starting spot out of it because I believe Rom is starting at six under which is fourth place John Rom to finish top five amongst the 30 golfers um, without their starting strokes it's even money plus 100 so I like both of those with John Rom just because he's so good and then I'll sprinkle a little on Justin Thomas to win at 16 uh, plus 1600 he's eighth on tour and par four scoring this is a long par 70 course so you know, there's only two par fives you have to take advantage of scoring on par fours He's a uh, top seven in each of the last five iterations of the tour championship. Loves no cut events. Eight of his 16 career wins, 50% have come at no cut events. So I'll sprinkle a little on Thomas to kind of be the long shot that comes from uh, deep back to uh, overtake guys like Rahm and Patrick Cantley. Very nicely done. I am going to employ, at least for this podcast, a very simple strategy. And it's a strategy I used last week on bet when we talked about going into the weekend's tournament, and it's going to be fade Colin Morikawa. Now, this is no disrespect to Colin Morikawa. Fantastic golfer, bright future ahead of him. But we've talked about this before. It's not just about finding golfers who are playing well. It's also about finding golfers who could play very poorly and betting against them. And Morikawa seems to be dealing with a back injury, all right? We faded him last week. He finished 63rd of 66 golfers. He broke 70 only one time in that entire event. The week before that, he missed the cut at the Northern Trust Open. 
I think he's going to come into this and he's obviously going to try to win, but how much does he want to push it knowing at the end of the month, the Ryder Cup's going to be taking place and he's going to want to be in good form there. So there's some matchup plays, some tournament matchup plays here. Dustin Johnson, minus 115 over Morikawa. Cameron Smith, who's been fantastic, minus 110 over Colin Morikawa. Louis Oosthuizen, plus 100. He's even money against Colin Morikawa. It's going to be a full-on fade of Colin Morikawa heading into the tournament. Again, not because he's a terrible golfer, but because he's banged up and he's not playing well. And I think we should take advantage of the opportunity. Let's transition to the bases. One of the big matchups tonight, Dodgers-Braves. What are you thinking? And this shows showdown, Scherzer's on the bump for the Dodgers tonight. Yeah, before we get to baseball, I'll have you know that Colin Morikawa has a locker at uh, my club, TPC Summerlin. So I'm going to leave a oh. note in there. Uh, that just says, my buddy Joe Fortenbaugh has been fading the you-know-what out of you at the end of this golf season. Maybe that'll fire him up for the beginning of the next golf season. But just let you know, he he'll hear about hey, this. He'll hear about this, Fortenbaugh. <laughs> you tell him to get healthy, and I'll be happy to bet on him once again. But if he's going to play hurt, I'm going to uh, take advantage of the uh, I, I understand. <laughs> I think that's smart handicapping, no doubt about it. Just wanted to humble brag that uh, I got a locker next to Morikawa. At uh, yeah, we my all, course. we all know exactly <laughs> what that was. Now. We all know exactly what that was. <laughs> all right, to uh, big league baseball. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta and the Dodgers. A pretty good pitching matchup tonight. Max Scherzer, Max Fried uh, for Atlanta. And I'm going to play the under. It's a low total of seven and a half, but uh, there's a lot of things I like here. First and foremost, Max Scherzer is a guy who can shove against any lineup. So like that starting pitching for the Dodgers. Of course, it's always dangerous taking an under against the Dodgers in that lineup. But Max Fried is a lefty, and we know the Dodgers, they have power against any pitching, but they are far more efficient, Reed. They have a much better average and a much better on-base percentage. They're just a much more fluid, um, continuous offense against right-handed pitching. And Freed's good enough that I think um, he can stymie them a little bit. And there's a couple of trends that I found um, on Twitter, a credit to Ralph Michaels at Cal Sports Law LV on Twitter, where I discovered this uh, through um, our friend Ariel Epstein. Look at the unders in the last 15 games for the Dodgers. They're 12-2-1 to the under, and they've had six straight unders hit. And, of course, pitching at Dodger Stadium for anyone helps pitching because that's such a pitcher-friendly park. And Atlanta as well. In their last nine games, eight of them have gone under. And so there's been a trend for unders for both of these teams, great pitching for both teams. And I wonder, anecdotally, if it's just September baseball, both these teams in a race trying to secure, you know, a division crown, it's kind of like playoff baseball. And playoff baseball is usually crisper, a little more tight, a little lower scoring. Um, you kind of see those big, you know, 20 to 10 games in the dog days of summer. But now that there's, you know, tangible goals in front of these teams, I think you're seeing really crisp baseball. And there's been a definite undertrend for both squads. So even though it's a low number, I'm not afraid. I'm going under seven and a half with the Braves and the Dodgers. Absolutely fearless. Love where you're at. I'm going to give you an early game here. It starts at 110 Pacific, 410 Eastern, Seattle plus 115, hosting Houston. I can completely understand if you don't want to bet this. Logan Gilbert, the righty, is going for Seattle. He's gotten bombed, shelled, whatever you want to call it, in each of his last two starts. So if you're going to stay away, I completely get it. But I'm going to be betting against the righty, Jake Odorizzi, here, who's pitching for Houston. Home ERA this season, eh, 3.62. Road ERA, 5.13. This is where you want to strike. Seattle saw him back on August 21st, so it's fresh in their minds. And the Mariners are 10-4 and four in their last 14 games against right-handed starters. So I think at plus 115 at home in the race for the AL West, even though they're you know very unlikely to catch Houston, 
I like the spot for Seattle. I'll also throw this one at you. Tampa Bay minus 110 over Boston. Chris Sales pitching for the Red Sox today, so everyone's going to be very excited to bet on Boston. But the line's moving against them for good reason. Let's start with Sale, who's been very good in the three starts he's made since coming back from injury. Very good. But look at who he's gone against. Baltimore, Texas, Minnesota. All in last place in the American League, combined winning 36% of their games. That's pathetic. This is Tampa Bay. Sixth in weighted runs created against left-handed pitching. They've got some power in this situation. As for Boston, they're a mess. Four and 14 in their last 18 road games. When it comes to Tampa exclusively, they've only won nine of their last 32 against the Rays, which includes seven straight losses. And they're dealing with a mini COVID outbreak that just claimed Xander Bogarts yesterday. He was yanked out of the game before it could start. Drew Rasmussen is going to be pitching for Tampa Bay. He's the righty. Uh, the Rays usually use him as one of these bullpen starters, but they've stretched him out a little bit as of late. Last three starts, he's been a traditional starter. All those games were wins for Tampa Bay. He gave up just two earned runs and 13 innings pitched. So in addition to Seattle plus 115, before I give you the big closer at the end, I'll take Tampa Bay minus 110 over the Bo Sox. Cardinals, Reds, your boys in St. Louis. Are you betting on them today? Uh, I'm not betting on them. I'm going to attack a total. They have a doubleheader game got postponed yesterday. So they have a really early game um, that I'm going to stay away from. The afternoon game or the second leg of the doubleheader uh, features Jay Happ going against Sonny Gray. So remember, doubleheader, it's only a seven-inning affair. I'm going to play the under seven runs in game two. And again, surprisingly, the Cincinnati Reds are one of the most inept offenses in Major League Baseball against left-handed pitching. I should have realized that against John Lester in the first game of the series when I bet on the Reds to score more than, I think, two and a half runs in the first five innings. They only got one, and Lester pitched into the seventh. Lester's been one of the worst starting pitchers in Major League Baseball this season, and half hasn't been too far behind. But I should have realized how uh, susceptible the Reds are to left-handed pitching. They're dead last in Major League Baseball in batting average against left-handed pitching, and they're 28th in slugging and OPS. So for a lineup that has so much pop, especially from the right side, they struggle for whatever reason against lefties. So, again, both teams vying for that wild card spot. This will be their second game of the day. It's going to be playoff caliber baseball, crisp, good pitching, low scoring is what I'm expecting. The Cardinals offense is not one that I think brings much thump to a matchup against Sonny Gray, even in a ballpark like Great American, which, again, can be scary to take unders there. But I wonder if we see a game very similar to the first game we saw, which ended 3-1 with a Cardinals victory. And that was a nine-inning game and a matchup that had Luis Castillo against uh, 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 John Lester. So a a very similar pitching matchup. Gray is certainly better than Hap, but Hap is a lefty, and that Cincinnati lineup has been susceptible to lefties. So I'll go under seven, Cardinals-Reds game two of the Wednesday doubleheader. You know, not just that. I I made the mistake of betting against Hap his last time out, and I made the jokes about how horrible he's been. But since the trade, he's actually been pretty good in St. Louis. Like, if you go through the numbers – He's, he's, he's been, been he's right. been much better than Minnesota, so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, final bet of the podcast is the Double Dipper. I'm going to play the Giants minus one and a half on the run line against the Brewers. That's plus 130. I'm also going to play the Giant team total first five innings over. That's two and a half runs, and that is plus 115. So I need the Giants to score three runs in the first five innings. And I need the Giants to win the game by two or more runs. They're taking on the Brewers. I like this. I think this is a get-right spot for San Francisco. They've lost three straight. They've also lost the first two in this series to Milwaukee. Brett Anderson's going to be pitching for the Brewers. The Brewers have lost each of his last four starts. 
And in his last three starts, he's given up 12 earned runs in just under 13 innings pitch. So he hasn't been very good. The Giants have hit lefties pretty well this season. And back to Anderson, home ERA 3.48, road ERA 5 flat. Kevin Gausman going for the Giants. Gausman was a Cy Young candidate, then stumbled a little bit, then got right recently. The Giants are 4-1 and one in his five August starts. And after stumbling, he went against Atlanta his last time out and was really solid. Two earned runs in six innings pitched. Dodge, or the Giants lost that game, but Gausman pitched pretty well. I like the get-right spot here. So, again, a double dipper. Giants on the run line, plus 130. Giants over two and a half runs at plus 115 for the first five innings. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is it for today. Ten minutes of the bets you needed as promised. Subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff if you get the opportunity. Catch Tyler and I today on Bet, all of ESPN's streaming channels. That's at 4 p.m. Eastern. And then Daily Wager Returns, ESPN News, 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back tomorrow and Friday to cover the football cards. But for now, best of luck tonight, and we'll see you later. We'll